just another five days and we get to another Christmas once again. One of the most, perhaps the most nostalgic day out of the entire year for, for everyone, regardless of faith. You know, it seems to, seems to be one element of our faith that touches everybody, even if they don't know the full purpose. Why? And yet, you know, when we get closer and closer, you know, we start to, we start to think about the traditions that occupy this renowned celebration. Everything's got to be perfect. Living in a very large family myself and, um, and living with, including myself, you know, very stubborn brothers and sisters, you know, traditions are very important. You know, got to have this, got to have that. Down to this, you know, this side that comes with the ham, the Christmas ham, or like this particular bulb on the tree and everything. I mean, it's all very important to us. And for good reason. But, you know, it's kind of interesting as the family grows larger and larger over time and as I have siblings that have their own families that are developing, we all get together, or mo most of us are able to get together every, uh, every Christmas the, to watch all the grandkids or my, my, my uh, parents' grandkids now, you know, my, all my nieces and nephews just huddling around the tree and, you know, the, the gift exchange Sunday morning is, is quite a... Uh, quite a moment this is like if there's one nostalgic moment that is, um, I think this, that's prob uh, at least amongst our secular traditions that's that one takes the cake because it's the moment everyone's you know like 20 25 people crammed into a room that was meant for five you know and, said, <laughs> and it's there it's it's kind of um being a priest you know i get to notice some of these things that may, maybe my some of my siblings who are parents now try to hide things you know they try to Remind the children, especially their own, the youngest of them, don't forget to say thank you to Grandpa and Grandma. Don't forget. Don't run off with your toys and forget to say thank you. And I'm just standing off in the corner like, oh, where is the time gone when we had to learn those lessons and how hard it was to learn them? <laughs> but that's a very important thing to think about. You know, when, what is it? If we have to sum up what God hopes us to learn every Christmas, it would be to renew an understanding of thanksgiving, renew our understanding of gratitude. Why is that? That we don't forget that, you know, it's not the gift that's so important, it's that the giver has touched the gift in. There's been an encounter. There's been a moment of relationship and that we like little children who often get mesmerized or overtaken by the just the, the token of the, the token that uh, the token of love forget that there is a lover who gave it and deserves a response of love as well that's why we turn to the lesson the, the response of the Blessed Mother once again. There's no one better to teach gratitude than the mother of the family. That was the case for my own family. It's the case, it seems, for all the families of my siblings. And it's the case for the human family. No one teaches the family gratitude better than the mother. But why is this so important? 
Why is gratitude so important? As we look, look to the Old Testament, the reading from Samuel, you see um, David uh, in an, uh, he receives this kind of epiphany. It's high time that I've created you know, some, you know, some house fitting for the Lord. I'm in this beautiful house of cedar. Surrounded by all the treasures, all the, all the, uh, all the spoils of you know the wars that have won, that have been won in the name of the Lord, you know to protect His people. Now it's time to build a house for the Lord, and the Lord stops him. He stops him. And it's there that He reminds him, "Don't think that I want a perishable house." I haven't asked you to build me a house thus far because what you can build with just your own two hands is a perishable house. The house that I want is the imperishable one. The one that will last for eternity with me. And gratitude is the brick and mortar for that house. We see that in the coming of Christ himself who came not to be served but to serve. You see it prefigured in Mary's response. I'm here to serve. I am the handmaid. Let it be done. She's surprised at the first greeting of the, of the, uh, the angel because she never anticipated any favor at all, never any attention as a servant should, never to presume any attention but always be ready to serve. And you see that gift, that attitude in her son when he is born. You see it in a perfect, perfect example. He came not to be served, but to serve. And in that, we see, we see the best way in which the house of God can be erected. The Blessed Mother shows the first signs of gratitude. And when that gratitude is born in the flesh and then nailed upon the cross, there you have a family, a, a household that will last forever. Let us consider this Christmas once again as a time to be renewed in the lessons of thanksgiving and gratitude that these, all of these, will be everlasting homes. Everlasting homes of the Father who loves us first. And let's share that gratitude to those who don't know how to encounter it. Thanks be to God.